Welcome to the Alliance Experience Podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Back, I should say, to the Alliance Experience Podcast, episode 20. What? How did we get to 20? I thought we had done more. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I feel like they all just kind of blur into one, they don't do. they? Yep, definitely. It feels like we're in here and then once we get going, it's like, oh, that was yeah, easy. Yeah, I know. It's yep. nuts. So, yeah, so episode 20 and I've been, <laughs> that's Charlie jeering. I've been told that we had a question from the public to talk about updated the uh, Perth rental market and rent increases. So I that's like what we decided. feel like this is a hot topic. It really is. I think probably in the last, what, 12, 18 months, it's just been really prominent for probably everyone in the market. Mm. From all different angles. Yeah, everyone's experiencing something to do with rent yeah. in one way or another. So I think it'll be, it is, a, I guess, a good one for us to talk about. And like I said, it was one of our first questions. So very excited to be able to answer that for someone. So let's, I guess, let's start with the rental market. And Cal, I'm going to throw that one to you because oh. obviously, you know, being a super, superstar BDM, you're out there looking at, I guess, everything in the market all of the time. So where, I guess, where is it at? What are you thinking? What are you seeing out in the market? So this is obviously my opinion from what I'm seeing and other people may see it differently or have, you know, different experiences, but I think the market is slowing down. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So I am also looking for a rental at the moment. So I'm watching the market very closely. For those listening to the podcast, she has been for a while. (laughs) It's not fun, guys. I'm in the industry and it's even hard for me. So it's very stressful. But in saying that, there's a lot of properties not moving. Yeah. So I'm th- and obviously, okay. like, not with our agency, with other agencies. Yeah. But I'm wondering if the um, agents are getting applications that aren't as good. Like, okay. I'm wondering if we're at that point now where yeah. rents have stabilised, the increases aren't going crazy. Yeah. And realistically, the applications they're getting aren't as amazing. So they're doing more than one home open. Like, yeah. when I go to book a property to view it, there's wow. three options. Yeah, okay. So three different times, three different days. And you wouldn't have found that six months ago <laughs> at all. God, That's no. crazy. And I think that when you're watching the market, not a lot of new stock is coming yeah. on. So I do think that people aren't vacating properties anymore okay. to find another house, which yeah, to move on. was happening. But um, there's just not a lot of stock yeah, and maybe not as many good tenants. Yeah, and I guess that probably was bound to happen at some point because, Mm. you know, obviously we had so much, well, it was so much competition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were looking at trying to get the good tenants into anything and everything that you could find for them. Yeah. And I guess now if if it's a bit more stable for people, and we're not saying it's, you know, as stable as what we would like it, but I think maybe you are then now seeing the good tenants have finally found something or, you know, if we're able to purchase a home potentially or the builds are finally starting to, you know, get some progress. So maybe... We're now seeing the other people left that have previously struggled for whatever reason and, um, and maybe and don't the have the, yeah, and don't have the great references and maybe now struggling a bit more. I definitely think that people that, you know, lease their properties at a really high rent are going to start in the next six months uh, with the tenants asking for rent reductions. Yeah, wow. Like I know one of my best friends has rented a house in Joondalup yeah. and they paid more than they wanted to. Like yeah. if it went to market, it would have got it. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not course. disagreeing um, that it didn't get what it should have got, but the house isn't worth it. Like yeah. obviously I go to the house regularly, so I yeah. see the house okay. and it's probably $50 a week overpriced. Wow. And um, I think this in common, people are going to start asking for rent reductions yeah. because even if the owner, you know, went out to the market now, they're not necessarily getting just as good of an application anymore. 
Yeah, so I, see that. I do hope that people do start seeing reason and actually coming back down to reality. Yeah. Because the highest rent isn't always the best tenant. No, and I think that's always been the case. And I think sometimes maybe you forget about that, especially in a market where it kind of went so crazy with the vacancy rate so small that people were just like top dollar, top dollar, top dollar. And people's interest rates. Yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> that's what I think the biggest thing is. Like people can't afford to have investments. Yeah. So if they're selling, that hits our market more, which yeah. then pushes the rent up. But then if they're increasing the <laughs> rents, it hit, it's literally like a lose-lose cycle. Oh, such a vicious cycle. And didn't we just have, was it 12 or 13 interest rate rises in a row? Yeah, I I think 13 and they reckon they're going to be more it's crazy and somebody i was talking to nick the other day and he said that um prices are predicted to still go up three percent in 2024 wow. that's what they've estimated for perth see this is what oh yeah it's crazy to think about isn't it and there's so like obviously everything we listen to is an opinion mm. you know owls you know some person that's watching the market that thinks that they can I guess predict the trends, but you just don't know. No. And I think that's what's terrifying at the moment is there's so much unknown. And I know for myself, obviously, I'm locked in for another 12 months, thankfully, in my interest rate. But yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in 12 months. And that jump could be huge. And, and like, I do have a tenant and I'm like, I don't want to pass it on to you, but like I also can't afford it. And this is the thing. You're not passing it on to them because they're a bad tenant. Yeah. It's because you can't, Physically can't live <laughs> and pay the mortgage. Oh. Like it's just – but then I find it really interesting because people always go, oh, you know, you pay rent or what? you'd be better off paying buying a house well obviously (laughs) but like the cost of living and trying to save yeah of course it's almost impossible yeah yeah I think with the cost of living going up I think I read the other day that the um, utilities are supposed to be going up another couple of percent and everything like it's just constant it's just uh, like I don't I'm not extravagant but Ash and I went to Spudgeon on the weekend and spent like 300 bucks yeah you do not get a lot of stuff for three. <laughs> Let me tell you. Like, obviously, we get a lot of kid snacks. The kids eat a lot. But, like, actual stuff. Yeah. You don't get a lot of stuff. I think I had, like, three shopping bags and, like, yeah. just nothing. It's just, yeah, it's wild. So, look, we don't mean to be doom and gloom about it, but it is just one of those markets that is, it's it's unknown. So, I think it's probably a good topic to talk about. And, again, like Cal said before, this is just, I guess, our opinion and our yeah. experience. You know, we're... I guess, as blind as anyone else as to what's happening or what's going to happen. It's just, I guess, on what we're hearing and what we're seeing and, you know, what our team is, I guess, experiencing with regards to rent increases and advertising properties as well. On saying that, though, I was talking to an agent from another company. Yeah, okay. Shout out if she's listening. She's lovely. I've been dealing with her. (laughs) She'll know who she is. (laughs) Or actually taking some properties off her. But they were great. It's just circumstances of the owner's change. Of course. But she has been lovely. Anyway, so she called me the other day to talk about another property and we were talking about a mutual agent that we know that services like along the northern corridor yeah and you know we've both had dealings with her and we were saying how we believe like this particular agent is overpricing which is pushing the prices up along like this particular area yeah and I've always thought this like you know I've always thought oh she always overprices in my head I I think she overprices to get the business. Got it. So she comes along and says, you know, it's worth this amount of money and then secures it, but then yeah. it ends up leasing for less. But, okay, well And less. this property manager was like, look, we think the same. Like it's really, you know, our owners are going, well, if such and such can get this price. Then that's what I want in Exactly. My head. And then their head goes, oh, well, maybe we should kick these tenants out and get a higher rent. Yeah. But then like myself and this property manager were like, but they don't see what it leases for. They don't see the quality of tenants. Yeah, so that's very true. Sometimes our colleagues, within the industry can make it harder for us as well yeah 
Yeah, it's just interesting to see how everyone approaches, um, I guess, a challenging market. You it know? was nice to hear like someone a, else have yeah, the same sort of opinion thought. as us. And, yeah. you know, I respect this agency, so I really like them. So I thought it was really nice for her to go, yeah, no, like we see what you guys are doing. Yeah. We've got nothing but respect for you and you're not out there yeah. pushing a, you know, four by two for $800 a week. And it's a valid point because you do see like – most most investors, not every, but most investors will look at the market and see what prices, what properties prices are going for, mm, so that they course. can get an idea in their head. Absolutely. And if they're getting that idea and based it's stuck, on wrong information, yeah, it's stuck in their head, that is the hardest thing to try and get them to change. Yeah. Like uh, mindset for someone is impossible, especially if they're like, "This is now what I'm working out my budget on," mm. and it not necessarily is worth that. Then. It's just going to be a struggle for everyone included in that. And I think that's why, you know, when my job is to go out into price properties, that's yeah. all what I'm employed yeah. to do. For me, I'm a big believer of always taking the information of leased properties. So yeah. how long it took them to lease, what the actual lease price was yeah. versus what a house on realestate.com may be advertised at, but, you know, it could be on there for six, eight, nine weeks. Yeah, okay. So in terms of median days on market, we're sitting what, I think Charlie left me a nice little note here. 16 days on market in June. Yep. Which is crazy, really, if you think so about it. So two weeks, realistically. Which if you think back, you know, like let's say five, six years ago when we were doing 50 home opens mm. <laughs> and getting like two people through, the yep. average days on market blew out. I, I don't obviously don't know. I think know it was like 45. That's crazy. And that was average. About. Wow. But okay. then I think in saying that, it, you know, a lot of people, I always used to advertise like three weeks before a lease ended and have your home opens and that. So the average days on market doesn't always account to average vacant days. I, yeah, I agree Which with I that. don't think the public knows. No, that's actually a very good point. Because a lot of the time for new business, if an yeah. owner is living there, I'll advertise three weeks before they're ready to go. Yep. And then it could be on the market for three or four weeks, but it could actually be vacant for three days. Yeah. Okay. So I think that us being behind the scenes with stuff like that, we actually know yeah. proper information so well, we've got access to a lot more don't yeah. we and i and you do i think you do sometimes forget that we have access to so much more and you just you f- yeah i guess you assume that everyone has the same access and then yeah that they should know the same things but they don't that's obviously no. why it's so important for us to educate and that's the thing i was talking to wayne this morning just to deviate a bit but on fees yeah like, okay. and obviously you know people email me can i have a copy of your fees blah blah yeah. blah and i was saying to wayne that you know I was talking about my conversion rate for okay. like when I go yeah, up to an appraisal, perfect. what I list versus like what I don't. And I was saying, so from actual going to a physical appraisal, meeting the client, giving them versus like not missing out on the business, it's 80-20. So that's my conversion rate. Great, great But then it's rate. completely different on email because like if somebody yeah. emails us asking our fees, I know our fees are high. I yeah. stand by our high fees. Yeah. We deliver good service. I believe in it. So there's no, no I could go about this all day. <laughs> but I know that people shop around. And yeah. if you just got a copy of our fees versus someone down yeah. the road, we are a lot more expensive. So it's unlikely to get a Correct. Call. So Wayne was saying, you know, maybe we just stop emailing our fees altogether. Yeah. And we just go, look, we what? actually don't do that. Yeah. I actually know a few agencies that do that. That yeah. don't, well, yeah, that hold back their fees. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm not not against it. I feel like in this market you've got to do what you need to do that's right for the business and for you yourself and you obviously want to get FaceTime yeah, or at least phone time. But I just don't know really what is because I know uh, and then look, on the other foot, I look at myself. I'm a very busy human 
And sometimes I just want to know the price of something. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not – like if something's more expensive, doesn't mean I'm not going to use them. But like it's like a timetable for a gym. I, I just want them mean. to email me the timetable. So then I can, can work out. If I can work. <laughs> That's it. Don't engage me. <laughs> I will make that decision. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? So I think when I put myself in that instance, it would really annoy me if they were like, mm, nah, soza. Oh, wouldn't it be easier for the consumers <laughs> just wanted the same thing? <laughs> I know. And that's obviously what my job is to, you know, work around that. But I yeah. do think that it's interesting in this because people are time poor. Yeah. People want the answers. They want everything done. They want it done now. Yeah. For okay. the cheapest way. And you are right. They do what, yeah. And they want everything. And especially in a financial year always seems to be another time of the year when everyone's like rushing and very Everyone's urgent. crazy. Yeah. Because, oh, well, I know I'm pretty useless when it comes to my personal stuff. So it's one of those things that it's just like a deadline. You hear it and you're like, God, I've got so many things to do. And then everyone at the same time Wants is everything. in the same boat. Yeah. And you are right. Like that. It's like, I want it now. I want it as cheap as I can, if possible, get it done. Yeah. But it's so funny because then a financial year for me, I'm super organized. Every tax time. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm like completely opposite to you. Yeah, no. If I I get my tax done the week before you get fined if you don't put it in. Yeah, see, that's wild. Ash and so I So I got mine done, what, six weeks ago? Yeah, you <laughs> That is crazy. I know. It's just one of my flaws. But I do think like across the board on the rental market, there is going to be a drop in price. I okay. think that, that's my prediction based on what I'm seeing firsthand, based on what I'm talking to people. And at the end of the day, like when I'm out meeting clients at appraisals and stuff like that, people always want a good tenant. Yeah, like, I agree with no that. No matter who you talk to, what you're talking about, at the end of the day, people want their house looked after. Yeah, And 100%. if they have to chuck in a little bit more for the mortgage knowing that in 10 years the house is going to be still yeah. looked after, I think people want that. Yeah, but then you get the, security. the overeased investors who are very money yeah. figure driven that and you want can the highest it, dollar, I guess, because their fees are so different to ours, and they can't seem to differentiate the differences between of state service. and yep. legislation, and and I guess what we have to do more so than what they have to yep. do, and, and you can kind of stand that the education's not there because they're not part of our. But I do find it really interesting when I have an overeased investor that's saying, "Oh, you know, your fees are more expensive," yada yada, and it's like, well. How come everyone's investing in Perth? Because we're the most reasonable yeah. state to be investing in. So this is where our economy takes, yeah. you know, where we can go and this is why we are expensive. Like at the yeah. end of the day, we're not expensive. You're getting good service. Of course. You're getting a good rent and you're affording to buy in our market. So realistically, mm. you're cho- like I just, yeah. It's actually a good way of, of spinning it then. Yeah. Is that you're choosing to buy in our market. And this is what it is. Yeah. Okay. And I'm such a big believer of like the cheapest fee is not the best. And look, uh, sometimes it can be. Sometimes it of can course. get good, but there's a lot of cowboys out there. Yeah, of course. It's not a blanket rule, like you said. There's an exception to every rule. So, you, yeah, it's not always the cheapest is the worst. It's not always the cheapest is the best. But you, it's just you've got to find, I guess, in this market especially, the person that you trust to make the right decisions for your investment because it is probably the largest investment that you have. And a lot of people, myself included, are reti- um, hoping to, you know, use that for retirement mm-hmm. and future financial growth and yeah. things like that. So you want to make sure that you're doing it right. And it's individually based, like for each different person, because I know our property managers, obviously I think they're the best. Cause yeah, well, we're biased, obviously. But they do care. And yeah. I think like that's the difference. Like I've been in this industry for a long time. I met yeah. a lot of property managers. Our girls are proud and they have a lot of pride that goes into their work. So they don't want to do the wrong thing by people. Yeah. They don't want the wrong thing to happen because – 
they're all very proud of how they work and yeah. they're do you know what I mean yeah and I think they're probably a little bit more empathy as well in terms of the rent increases when you know having those negotiations with clients when their mortgage is going up and they're like I need another $60 a week and mm-hmm. trying to have those conversations with tenants being very aware from both sides the stresses that would cause um and and just trying to come and meet in the middle that's working for everyone so yeah it's hard. So let's talk rent increases. Yep. Let's focus on that for a little bit because I know our question was how do we navigate increasing rent on tenants that are obviously staying on? Yeah. Okay. So I'm very opinionated on this. Uh, but (laughs) I cannot wait to hear that. (laughs) But you can take the lead if you like. Talk to me about your feelings on a rent increase. Um, So look, I, I am an investor. I'm also a tenant. Um, and I've also lived in a property that I own. So like I've coming in for animals or property manager. So, so all different angles. The, the thoughts for me are is yet if the market allows for a reasonable increase, then I do think as an investor, you it's a business. You are trying to get as much money as you can for that business. But I also do think you need to take into account long-term growth like the wear on the property like you said the top dollar might not always be the best you might be able to drop it you know a couple of dollars a week or whatever to make sure that you've got a good tenant that's going to look after it it's going to be less wear on the property um you know maybe they would help you do upgrades and things like that like obviously you just want the right person i think it's very much like a property manager i'm looking for the right person as a tenant i don't need the you know the top dollar really that's my opinion on it but as a tenant i can understand at the moment and i am a tenant my rent was increased a couple years ago Luckily, this year hasn't been, but um, it's hard. Like I got my rent got increased twenty dollars a week, and I nearly died. And I know that's nothing in comparison to the rent increases at the moment. Like some of our increases are being a hundred, hundred twenty dollars a week, and from the owner's point of view, they're not unfair because they match the market and they could well get that maybe more if we advertised it. But from the tenant's point of view, their wages aren't going up. So I think it's really vital right now to be uh, maybe empathise with both parties and and meet in the middle. I don't necessarily think that if the market allows for an extra hundred dollars, that you have to go straight to that. So, what do you think? Personally? As like an overview, obviously each property and client yep. is dependent. Yep. What do you think is always a reasonable rent increase? Oof, I reckon anything under fifty dollars a week is is doable. Okay, yeah, not for everyone. Obviously, no. this is just a very blanket average. Uh, that's what we're saying. Yep, yeah, I think yeah. anything under fifty dollars is something that you can maneuver okay i think anything over is really starting to push the limit because then like where's my pay rise that's what i mean <laughs> and i know that sounds no bad, no but like it's very true yeah no one's reviewing that so and i knew that like like i said i, I was just whinging about a 20 dollar per week increase and i'm saying 50 dollars is reasonable because i don't think it is but i, like, do, I also yeah, I know agree. how much it stretches everyone's budget and i don't have kids so this is, I think, where it comes back to property managers and always having the owner's best interest. Yes, so definitely. Let's look at the last say. So I haven't been a property manager now for three years, but before that, it was a very long time. So <laughs> I have never been big on six month rent increases. Yeah. In my whole career, yeah, I have okay. always believed if you sign a twelve month lease, you are locking yourself yep. in for that contract for the twelve months. I tend to have the same thought process behind that. Rightly or wrongly, I just believe that that is what it is. I agree. For me. So in saying that though, looking back and looking at these massive increases, Mm -hmm. if we were doing the $5 or $10 increases six monthly, then the big increase wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, see your thoughts on that. Do you know what? Like if we said moving forward, you know, we looked and reviewed the rent $10 every six months. So maybe not 10 you know, everyone's different. Whatever but it is. Say yeah, hypothetically. Yeah. Just a figure, yeah. 
and it was just a small increase, would that be better? Or do you think it's better off having been – because obviously a lot of properties were behind the times in pricing because COVID changed our market completely. Yeah, 100%. So properties were very behind the times compared to what they're getting now. That's very true. So do you think it's better to – like from now on moving forward, you say to the team like, okay, so now we're going to always look at this versus if the market goes wild again, we have these $100, $50 increase. Like how do you navigate it moving forward is what I want to know. That's an impossible question. But like so I see your point in the small increases because I do think as a tenant that would help you adjust to that small increase and maybe budget and get prepared for maybe another increase down the future. But then you think about that poor owner that's paying, you know, extra on their mortgage and is only getting a small increase now and probably could get more. So you can see from both sides. I feel like it's an impossible scenario. See, this You'd is have to get – and this is where it comes down to having a good property manager because that property manager, no matter how many properties they manage, has to find out from the owner exactly their circumstance, yeah. what they can afford, what their intention is, all of that, and then they have to do that exact same process with a tenant mm-hmm. and then they have to use that information to come up with something that works for both of them. And if you think about property manager doing that for every single client they manage, for every single property they manage, like that's where the time is taken. And that's when people say, I don't want to pay for a lease renewal because you don't do anything. Yeah. Trust me. You do it. Yeah. There is so much going on in the background with regards to finding out where people are. And what they can actually afford. Yeah. And then weighing up their fantastic tenants. Maybe we'll look at something else. It's... Yeah, it's hard work. See, this is going to sound and make me sound like a real cow, to be honest. here we go. (laughs) I just think, like, so this is maybe I'm being naive, like having been in real estate for a long time. I think genuinely in my head, I never believed that if you invested in property, the property never cost anything. Okay. So when you sit here and like how you worded it then, like, oh, you know, you've got to think of that poor property owner, they need it. In my head, I always... I always assumed that if I bought an investment property, I was never going to be ahead in the finance. Like my rent was never yeah. going to cover my mortgage and no, I was going to like have spending money I, off And it. I agree with Do that completely, that? yeah. So I think for me, I always thought that the owner of the investment property is always going to be out of pocket. It's just reducing how much they are out of pocket. Yeah. Look, does that make sense? It does. Everyone's different, I guess, because obviously it depends on, you know, whether someone wants a negative gear, um, positive, all of that. We're not going to go into any of that. But, yeah, in in, I'll go from my experience. In my experience and for the investments that I have, that has always been the case. I have never once assumed that I would be able to get more rent than what I pay in my mortgage, not even including the expenses. Okay. So, yes, for me it is bridging the gap as much as possible so that my out-of-pocket expenses are as small as they can be. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not wrong in thinking that. No. um, Obviously, like I said, there's obviously people in different positions. But from my, you know, I'm just a stock standard investor Mm -hmm. that has one property. Mm -hmm. That is my belief. But I think that's where I'm struggling now more so because do you know how many times I go to people's houses and do my little pitch and then I go, (laughs) so, you know, have you guys got a price in mind? And they turn around and go, well, my mortgage is three, three a month. So I need that. Correct. (laughs) And I go, well, your house is not worth anywhere close to three, three a month. I think though that in their defence is they're not, they're probably not, they they don't know. They're not educated enough. That's the issue. People just are investing because their circumstances are changing. So they're not an actual investor. Their circumstances are changing so they're renting their house out and they're travelling or they're going over whatever 
and now they need their rent to cover the mortgage and they're not getting it. Yeah. So that's a real big struggle these days. And I think they've probably never been getting it or never would have been getting it. I think it's just now there's so many news articles about how the market's booming and people are getting top dollar and it's a great time to invest that they're just assuming that now is the time that they would be able to get it covered when it's probably not accurate for most people. Not everyone, but most people it wouldn't be accurate accurate for. No, not at all. And at the end of the day, like I've always said, you know, you're better off paying a mortgage than you are in rent because it's in forced savings. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for a lot of people it is that way. Yeah, and I think that it's just hard for a lot of people that can't live and save Mm -hmm. and do everything at once. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day it's really a hard market to – tell people what a house is worth when everyone will put different value on it. Yeah. Like I know myself, I have a budget when we're looking for a rental and I might think something's worth this where somebody might come along and say, oh, I'll pay six fifty. Yeah. And then that's what they're – so it's really, yeah. It is all about circumstance. So we see it. I think that's probably what our podcast is always about. We know and we do see what you guys see. You're not just all (laughs) alone out there. I think – and I think that's what – yeah, that's why I like that there's – we've got such a variety in the office. We've got some people that live in their own home. We've got some people that rent. We've got some people that rent and have an investment. Like we're seeing it from all different angles, Mm. which I think is a good – um, probably tool to have because yeah. – and then we've got young ones, we've got older ones and because we do feel like you're going through it right now, like you know what the stress is for a tenant when they can't find a property. Yeah. So I think it's good that we can get that different perspective. But I just want to circle back to the rent increases. We're talking slightly about, you know, whether you think six-monthly increases or 12-monthly increases. Yes. So question, and this is obviously just throwing it out there because obviously um, for those that aren't aware, the um, Residential Tenancy Act is – Act, I should say, is under review at the moment. They've just released what they believe to be the amendments and obviously there's a lot that needs to happen before that comes out. But one of those is changing that at the moment we can increase every six months but changing that so that you can only rent increase every 12 months. Love it. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. But I also like whenever I've applied for a rental over the years, I'll put that in a a special condition. Yeah. The rent is fixed for 12 months. Yeah. On every, if I hand write it in on every application I do, yeah. I will put a special condition is rent in six for 12 months. Wow. Like okay. I remember my parents, so they owned my family home for like, I don't know, 22 I don't, years. <laughs> Long <laughs> Just time. like the longest time. And then they were looking obviously to buy something. Um, but they had to rent for a period of time and they rented through the agency I was working at. Yeah. And I remember my dad ringing me being like, we're signing this contract. And in the contract it says, you know, the rent can be re- increased up yeah. to like 20% or blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is. So yeah. It was like, that's really unusual. Like contracts don't usually have such a big variant because mm. obviously he's an engineer, super smart, brainy. <laughs> So he was really taken aback by it and I had said to him because it was a different office, um, I was like, oh, look, I don't usually put rent increases in my leases because yeah. I'm a big believer of you sign a 12-month and you sign a 12-month. That's what you're fixing. So I actually love that amendment with okay. the Act because I just feel like how often, like if you sign up for Foxtel, yep. does the Foxtel increase in six months? No. I don't it's think usually, so. No, yeah. Most Telstra bill are, is usually yeah. a 12 or a 24-month Telstra yeah, account. true. When you think realistically of all the contracts you might sign, Netflix or whatever, they don't usually increase at six that months. frequently. Yeah. It's usually 12 months. Yeah. So I'm a very, I'm very passionate about uh, this. Yeah. Well, I, look, I am I'm very interested to see how it all goes. Um, but, yeah, that was probably one of the big things. And how often do your interest rates go up? Well, most people, I was fixed for two years. And this is the thing. You can lock- Unless you're variable, I obviously yeah. slightly different. So if you're not I did fix. Yeah. yeah it's mine usually was two a years. year or two. So mm. I think at the end or of the day, 
a contract, it's like if you're signing a six-month lease because you only want a six-month lease, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But if you're signing a 12-month agreement, I believe that yeah, it okay. should stay the same for the 12 months. It's funny you say that though because we in our office, obviously we didn't, we've spoken about it before in acquisition last year. We did that. We did 12-month leases. It's very rare that we had Roma views within them. Um, and whether it's right or wrong, it's just how we worked. Our clients were happy Our clients with it. Knew it you yeah. know, it's fine. But then we took on the acquisition mm. that automatically had a um, rent review in every lease. Which I hate. Yep. Um, and, you know, most if the leases are six months, like you said, we're not referring of course. to those. For the 12 months, every single one. See, it's wild for me because I wouldn't have rented through them if that was the case. Yeah, I would have well. just not rented. Well, it's j- it's just too much. And that because yeah. I mean, when you look at their leases, that was quite a big increase. And I'm yep. not saying the house isn't worth it. None of this, my argument here is that the of house course, isn't course. worth the money. It's just when you're trying to live each week, like you budget usually for the 12 yeah, months of, of your living. And if you're going to have a rent increase, $50 or more, that's a big chunk. Yeah. You know, like even our daycare fees, I think they get reviewed 12 monthly. Yeah. Okay. So well. when you look at most things, it's usually yearly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, something interesting. But if you do need to do it, you know, something that we're very good at is that you make, well, I think it's law anyway, but you're, <laughs> I know you drill it in here. The girls have to provide a current market analysis. Yeah, so it is legislation. Yeah. yeah. So they um, they have to provide, it needs to be, same as you when you're doing your, um, obviously, your bidding appraisals, but yeah, it needs to be, there needs to be market proof. Yeah, as to why the increase It needs to be, yeah, on file. Um for yeah, if, if anyone requests it, we need to be able to prove where the figures come did from. It. Yeah, and I think that's also a good way to just continually educating the owners. And I'm always like a lot of the time, probably like a what do you think? Like seventy percent of the time, the girls ask me to price if they're doing a rent review or a yeah. lease renewal. Yeah, and I, like I know I ask you a lot because I don't, I don't have as much. Like yeah, I'm watching the market, but nowhere near as much as you are. And you're seeing properties, you're seeing the state of properties, you're seeing where they are in certain suburbs. Yeah. You're way more. I guess, up with what the market trends are right now than I am. And I like that the girls ask you for advice on yeah. that because you're seeing a lot more firsthand than they are. And I like, I would like to think I'm very confident on pricing. Yeah. In properties. you Yeah. Like I said, you're the, the go-to for us because you're out there so much doing it. But it's funny, isn't it, right? So I saw some people that I know obviously on the weekend and we're talking, they want to travel Australia. Yeah, okay. And we're talking about renting houses out and I was like, oh, you obviously have to give them to me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, obviously. <laughs> well, but no question. Exactly. And I was like, oh, don't tell me because I was like, oh, what do you think we would get? And she said, oh, you know, we had this friend that rented this house in the suburb close by. I was like, don't tell me what they got. Like I want to price yours off what I can see and yeah. what I can see on the back end. And I came back to her and I was like, oh, I reckon about six thirty-five. It's a four-by-one with a pool in Greenwood. Okay. So it's a very nice, neat and tidy house. It would go easily. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, six thirty-five is what I believe it would sit. And she was like, oh, we were thinking 650 because this house in Warwick was 650. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's me. You guys are very good friends. I'm going to want a very good tenant. Yeah. So if we were going now, I'd go on lower still. And then she was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. So people get it. People are receptive yeah. to it when you talk about it. It isn't the highest dollar because that's only $15 a week. Yeah. But she was like, nah, yeah, a good tenant is more important than the higher, yeah. you know. So It's refreshing to hear that. Like I think I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago I was talking to a client um, and it was about the property and about the rent mm-hmm. and it was – it's lovely property but obviously we just thought it needed to be slightly lower and honestly I could not have loved this client oh, more. Oh, how good was he? He was like, I'm not stuck on the dollar figure. I can't get stuck on that. I just need to get stuck on the result. So every day that it's vacant, you know, I'm losing money. So – 
I've put a range on the management authority and I want you guys to manage within that range, do whatever you need to. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And, and I, me- I actually said to him, I said, look, that's so refreshing to hear. I said, yeah. do you know how many clients get stuck on the dollar and not the result? No. And he was like, no, I can't afford to. And, and I said, I love that he could see it that way. He could see it was the time vacant yeah. versus the maybe $50 a week. Exactly. Yeah, I was having this conversation with Charlie. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's wild. And this one, this particular one was a, a very high value property. So the rent that we were asking him to drop it was significant. It was like $150 a week. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, do what you got to do. Like, and then I've least, given you, yeah, and at least, and happy. And I think that's the difference. It's like we – I will always try to hire a figure for people, but at the end of the day, you've got to be confident with a figure. Yeah. So I always, always, always can give anyone a price and say like this particular house will not get less than $1,000 a week. Yep. I can guarantee you. Yeah. So it ended up going for what, 105 105.0? 105.0, yep. Yep. So – just got to know these but things. yeah I just think it's yeah again we talk pretty much everything we talk about goes back to education and yeah and I guess for us we keep up with the market more than I guess the regular person would but if you get anything out of this is if you're either if you're owner or a tenant look at the market like I think keep up to date with that because the more information you have I guess at your disposal and you the can better your ask. decisions will be yeah like even as a tenant of course I feel like pe- tenants get scared sometimes to not buy it back but to ask their property manager like oh you know if the property manager says oh we're going to do this increase and the tenant's yeah. not comfortable with it we'll ask just, questions uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't just come back and say look I really can't afford this I understand it might not be market value but will they consider of this and yeah. I will do this. If yeah. they had lawn mowing included, maybe remove the lawn mowing. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. Or, or even in that's a perfect example there saying, look, I, you know, I know it needs to get that rent. Can we do a, a small increase now and then another small increase in six months? Yeah. Like just, I guess it is very, I think start the conversation. Yeah. You just know, be you, open. Yeah. Because like you said, at the end of the day, you never know. What's the worst thing that happen? They just say no. Yeah. Well, at least you've asked. You've yeah. tried. You know, you've done everything that you can and you can figure out what's going to work You always say that to me. Well, yeah. It's the worst I can say no. At least you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a good way to be. It is. Let's try. Okay. Oh, God. Well, look, we were going to talk about, you know, I guess how does a rent increase work and everything, but we've probably spoken enough about rent increases at the moment. Yeah. We might do another podcast with some little bits and pieces on, I guess, maybe some processes around certain things. I definitely think maybe towards the end of the year do one on the RTA review, what's potentially happening. And I say potentially, guys, because obviously this is just a draft of the amendments. Obviously the government still needs to go through and and put out there. And it's been a draft for quite a while now. Yeah. So I don't think they've done too many changes this time around, but I haven't gone through the 150-odd pages that's there. So (laughs) once I do, I think it would be quite good to maybe chat about that. And then I guess how that's going to impact the future market because that will make more more um, market changes, yeah. I, I would say. Than I feel like had. with what we've seen with the proposed changes, it will push investors out of the market. Yeah, so I think that's going to um, be a very interesting watch this space mm. over the next few years. So I do think that will be a good one to have a I chat just about. Think with some, that's a good thing about real estate as well. It's always changing. Oh. So you're never going to get stuck in a rut because yeah. our job is always changing. Yeah, look, if you want a job that's (laughs) different every (laughs) single day. Yeah. So, look, like I said, I think maybe we'll keep that one for another day. But, yeah, just something to... um to think about I guess again keep an eye on the market hope you liked our market update guys (laughs) we're signing out now (laughs) thanks so much thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance experience don't forget to follow us on Insta alliance.leasing